it all goes with the territory. Shift work, brain fog, right? Why do we always feel foggy in the head? We all seem to just accept it, but do we have to? There is a legitimate reason for it, and in today's episode, I will explain why and strategies that may just help you. Shift work can be brutal, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to a healthy shift. My name is Roger Sutherland, certified nutritionist, veteran law enforcement officer, and 24 seven shift worker for almost four decades. Through this podcast, I aim to educate shift workers using evidence-based methods to not only survive the rigors of shift work, but thrive. My goal is to empower shift workers to improve their health and well-being so they have more energy to do the things they love. Enjoy today's show. And you are so welcome to today's episode of the Healthy Shift Podcast. Today's episode, the shift workers curse, brain fog. Oh my God. We all experience brain fog, particularly those that work night shift, rotating shifts. This is a massive problem for all of us. But do we have to put up with it? What is it that causes it? Why is it actually happening? And what can we do about it? And I am going to give you strategies to work around that today to try and help you around it. Now, let's just be really clear on this. This legitimately happens due to a misalignment of what our body is seeing and doing compared to where we are situated in our 24-hour circadian cycle. Now, let me just explain that. I'll give you an example of, of like when you sit up late at night and you're sitting up late, sitting up late, watching TV, late, 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 and then you get to bed. And then what actually happens is your alarm goes off at seven o'clock in the morning because you've got to go to work. You've broken yourself out of sleep and then you're actually heading off to work and you just feel completely drained. Now, I'm talking to the nine to fivers here or even anybody. But what actually happens is it's our, we're in the middle of a sleep cycle and then our eyes are actually seeing daylight, our um, body is moving and we're either not eating or we're putting food into our system at the wrong time. And what this causes is what's known as social jet lag. Now, socially, what it means is what we're seeing doesn't match with where our body is actually at in the circadian rhythm, all right? Now... Let's just explain the situation of like going into night shift. So what happens is we're around, we veg around all day, and then we go into night shift and we get the brain fog overnight. So let's have a think about what's happened there. So what we're doing is we've been awake during the day and then suddenly we're awake at night, but there's no more daylight. We're just under fluorescent light, but we're not eating at the right times. We're all over the place and our body becomes confused. So there's another example. When we come out of night shift, let's have a think about what happens to us when we come out of night shift. So we do a few nights of night shift and our body starts to align a little bit with what we're trying to do or it's giving it its best absolute shot. And then what actually happens is we come out of night shift, we go to sleep, we set an alarm or we wake up, then we lounge around in bed with no daylight. We get caffeine, we go back to bed, we flop on the couch because we just can't do anything. 
What do we do? We then start searching for, because our ghrelin is elevated, which is our hunger hormone, we start eating highly processed carbohydrates and fats. We have poor hydration. We grab the Doritos. We start slamming down alcohol, and we are causing ourselves all sorts of problems. Now, what we do do is we convince ourselves that, oh, I'm listening to my body. I need to rest. But what you're actually doing is you are literally justifying your own self-sabotage and it's wrong. And I want to help you. That's right. What you're doing, you are literally self-sabotaging by your very own behavior and you've got no one else to blame but yourself. Now, what, now that I've taken a swipe, let me just explain why I've actually done that. All right. So let's just explain the circadian rhythm, which is our 24-hour clock. Now, what we actually have is our circadian rhythm is running on a 24-hour clock in the background or thereabouts, all right, every single day. It responds to daytime, nighttime. Now, our circadian rhythm has external and internal clocks. In fact, every single cell in our body has its own circadian rhythm. And even our organs have their own circadian rhythm as well, which is why I say to people to not eat between the hours of midnight and 6am because the circadian rhythm clock in those digestive tract organs is actually shut down. Now, we've got to remember that this circadian rhythm is responding to three main zeitgebers. Now, there's a number of them, but it's responding to three main ones. The first one is light. The second one, is food timing, and the third one is movement. Now, what I want you to think about is I want you to think about this. In our brain, we have what is known as the suprachiasmatic nucleus. Now, this is our body's master clock, and it is situated behind the eyes in the brain. Now, I want you to imagine that that is actually our master conductor of an orchestra. All right, so he's standing at the front and he's actually conducting all of the orchestra playing. Now, all of the orchestra is the clocks that are in all of our external organs. Everything, every single cell has external um, clocks. So we're imagining that this is all the participants in the orchestra playing their own instruments. Now, when this happens, can you imagine what is actually going on when we are out of line with that circadian rhythm, because the master clock knows it's this time, release this hormone, make sure this process runs, do this. It's setting everything up. But what's actually occurring is all the master clocks are getting the wrong signal. Now, this is like that master clock as the orchestra conductor playing and tapping his, his whatever you call the stick that he uses, tap, tap, tap play, 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 but everybody's got their own music because some of them are in the daylight when they should be in the dark, some of them have got night processes that should be in the daytime, and everything's all confused, so it absolutely sounds awful. They're all playing their own music, and they're not in sync in any way whatsoever. And hello, brain fog. This is what happens, and this is where our brain fog comes from, purely because nothing is lining up and everything is a complete mess inside our body, and it is confused. All right, so what do we do about that? So let's just work around the times that we are mainly brain fogged, and I'll go into the night shift, or more so coming out and going into the night shift is the biggest problem, isn't it? 
Now, other shifts, we're not so out of line with our circadian rhythm. So as long as we're following these principles that I'm about to lay out for you, you will be absolutely fine. Now, our circadian rhythm all of our life has been programmed to our day and night and rotating shift work just confuses this, but it doesn't change it. The only time that you would mainly change this is when you go on holiday. And I want you to think about this as well. When we go on holiday and we swap time zones, particularly when we travel around to the other side of the world, or we go from the southern to the northern hemisphere or vice versa, what actually happens is we start to change our circadian rhythm. But I want you to think about why that is actually occurring. The reason why that occurs is the light and dark changes. So therefore, our eyes are starting to see the different light, different dark. So it starts to reprogram a circadian rhythm. We start eating at breakfast time, lunch time, and dinner time in our new time zone. So what we're doing is we're starting to resync to that part of the circadian rhythm. And then what happens is we're moving during the day, in the daytime, in our new time zone. So therefore, we have the three main Zeitgebers, which are in line with a new daytime and nighttime schedule. And this is why we can go overseas and we can actually just sync up with that and completely change our circadian rhythm around because it's responding to the daytime and night. Now, as you know, we get a few days which are we're a bit blah, we can't feel right. Um, and it's more so for us in Australia here coming home. We find coming home and traveling in an easterly direction, we tend to find that the jet lag is worse coming back than it is than when we're going on holiday, like when we go to Europe or, or even when we go to the US or something like that. It's worse. Now, so that's the holiday. But this is not what we do in real life as a shift worker, because sometimes we're on days, sometimes we're on nights, sometimes we're on days off, sometimes we're doing afternoons, sometimes we do lates, and things are changing all the time. So that's why we don't ever just completely line up with it. So I hope that's just gone bing, oh my God, that absolutely makes sense to you, all right? So now, there's a number of things that we need to do to get back in line with our circadian rhythm. And once we do this, our orchestra all starts playing the same music. It starts sounding awesome. It lives in harmony. And we are actually starting to thrive, not just survive. So let's just go over them. Now, remember the three Zeitgebers. Number one is light, all right? So the best thing that we can do is to get back and stay in line with the daylight and the night, the dark, as much as you possibly can. Now, the way we do this is we get up and we get outside ASAP into daylight. It's not the same when you're inside with the light turned on. It's just not. The best external stimulator is to get outside in daylight. Now, this signals to our body it's go time. It's time to get productive. It suppresses all of our sleep processes and hormones, and it stimulates all of our go hormones. And this gets us going. Now, if you compare that to going back to sitting on the couch or flopping on the couch or staying in bed in the darkness, have a think about which way you would think would be more productive. Flopped on the couch, watching blue light TV, which is a low light, compared to being up and outside, I think you know the answer to that one as well. Now, the next one is movement, the next seat giver. So get moving and stay moving. Get outside, have yourself a walk. I'm not telling you that you have to go out and you have to do 10,000 steps all in one row. It's a myth. You don't have to do that. You don't have to go for a walk for a solid hour or anything like that. 
15 to 20 minutes of movement out in the daylight will be enough to suppress the sleep hormones, the sleep processes, and tell your body, look out, it's go time, and you will feel so much better. So let's go back again to our couch or bed example. What's going to be better? Lounging around on the couch, watching TV, or getting up and going out. I know you think that what the best way to go is, is to actually be lounging on the couch, listening to your body, duh, and resting, but it's actually not because you are not signaling to your circadian rhythm. It is go time. All right. The next one is food timing. And this is so important as well. Now, food timing What you need to do is you need to start lining up your meals at the regular breakfast, lunch, and dinner time, and maybe a few snacks. Now, you also need to make a concerted effort to go with high-protein and nutritious meals. High-protein, because this will fill you up and keep you keep you feeling full and plus protein is so important to our body as well and really nutritious meals that have got carbs and fats in them as well vegetables get some fruits in have some fats you know a handful of nuts or something along those lines really good don't get sucked in to I'm tired lying on the couch and ordering uber and walking to the front door and coming back and sitting there and smashing burgers and chips it's full of carbs and fats all right now You will feel incredibly hungry and you can't be bothered. But one of the ways that you can be moving is to actually get up and do something and cook, all right? So your ghrelin will be elevated because you are seriously fatigued. Ignore that. That's your body tricking you in search of energy. It is our hunger hormone and it's searching for glucose and glucose comes in the form of carbs, all right? And this is what happens to us all the time. Let's go back to the couch and the bed example and compare that again snacking on highly processed carbs and fats while we're watching TV, not moving in a semi-dark room and worst case scenario, slamming down the alcohol. Even though alcohol, you feel it, put, it relaxes you and puts you to sleep, alcohol actually impacts severely on sleep. You might think it helps, but it really does not. Trust me, it's uh, well studied, the impact that alcohol has on sleep. Now, I have discussed at length the best way to go into and come out of night shift on a podcast. And that if you go back to episode 11, the best way to go into and out of night shift, have a listen to that and I'm sure that will actually help you. Right, now let's compare the two ways of going overall and see if you can work out for yourself where the brain fog is coming from now that I've armed you with that information. So number one, we wake up from night shift. We feel awful. So what we do is we actually just go and um, make ourselves a coffee. We go back to bed. We're still lying there with it half dark. We're dozing in and out, dozing up, dozing in and out, and we just don't get going at all. Then what we do is we, we get hungry, so we're just eating at whatever we feel like snacking. Our ghrelin is elevated, and we're just going to the cupboard, and we're actually grabbing chips or biscuits or whatever we can find to eat, and we're actually eating that. We're staying in the darkness. We're watching TV. We doze in and out. We sleep. We wake up. And then what actually happens is we get to the stage where we start having a few drinks, we go to bed, and then we can't sleep or we go to sleep straight away, we wake up. Now let's compare that situation to 
waking up after a short sleep, just enough to wash the adenosine out, give us a chance to get the caffeine in, and committing yourself to getting up and going outside into the blue light with your caffeine, putting your runners on, going for a walk out for 15 to 20 minutes. Walking around, committing to go and catching up with a friend or some appointment that you need to make and keeping yourself moving all day, having lunch at lunchtime, having dinner at dinner time, keeping yourself well hydrated and then actually going to bed at a normal time. I'll leave you to decide which one is actually going to sound right in relation to your um, lining up with the circadian rhythm. Because when our circadian rhythm is out of line, remember, that's when we feel awful and we get that brain fog. Now, another major consideration that I would highly suggest that people do is to maintain high hydration going into and coming out of that night shift. Hydration and electrolytes are the key. Now, you can actually just drink coconut water. Coconut water is very, very good for electrolytes, so you can put that into your smoothies or whatever you want to do. Or if it's all too much trouble and you don't like the taste of that, you can literally have yourself a Barocca Sport, which is a really good, easy option. Now, you'll get the B vitamins for there, and you'll get the electrolytes out of that as well. And I'm only offering that because it's just a simple solution for you. Remember, Fatigue is a symptom of dehydration, and you can easily address that one. I highly recommend that every single person gets up every time they get up, whether it's night shift, afternoon shift, day shift, whatever, and the first thing that you do is you put 500 ml of water into your system when you first wake up every single time. Hydrate before you caffeinate, people. It is really, really important. Now then, when you come out of that night shift, get yourself to bed at a reasonable hour and get up early again the next day. Keep yourself stimulated and busy. Organize catch-ups or appointments that you can't miss, and these things keep you going. And what you really, really need to do is to avoid napping or dozing on the couch or anything. Now, this is the secret to getting rid of that self-created brain fog. It is literally self-created. It is beyond your control what shifts you have to work, but what you do outside of those rostered shifts are actually causing you grief, brain fog, headaches, and severe lethargy. And I'll say this to wrap it all up, the answer is always stay in line with your biological day and night as much as possible. That is with light, that is with movement, and that is with food. I hope you took something out of that episode. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you get notified whenever a new episode is released. It would also be ever so helpful if you could leave a rating and review on the app you're currently listening on. If you want to know more about me or work with me, you can go to ahealthyshift.com. I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.